Hi, this is Dr. Monique Graham, and this is another installment in my podcast on Nink Speaks. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM, and of course, all other streaming opportunities for podcasts. So today, I... It's not actually day, it's actually uh, a little after 8 p.m. And I wanted to commend a group of people I believe are doing a tremendous, um, I think, accomplishing a tremendous feat. One of the things I boast on is the fact that I have lived a very eclectic life, but um more recently i have lived a very free life i am unapologetic about my freedom i am um not shy to express how i feel on so many different topics but one of the big things for me is the fact that i was raised in in a in an on an island i think I don't think at any point while I was under 18, I ever heard the word gay, lesbian, anything like that. There was no cultivation of any other direction in life than you grow up, you marry a man as a woman, you marry a man, you make babies, you stay home and be a wife, and whatever he does doesn't matter because that's your goal in life, that's your uh, direction, um, and you are complete. And suffice it to, to say, I don't believe that a person who chooses that road has lost anything. Um, I think it's all a choice up to a point. And I think if one chooses to turn to 18, get married, um, in a heterosexual situation, have kids and just stay there for the rest of their life, never travel, never, you know, do anything out of the, the, the regular prescribed norm. I think if that's a choice for you, then that's fine. But in my deliberation of who I am and what I am and what I want to be and, 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 and what's going to make me, um, I don't want to use the word happy because happiness is a completely different topic. But what's going to make me feel self-actualized? There's education. There is um, there's success with with work, career. There's uh, also you know having children, having relationships with friends having good bonding opportunities with family. But every now and again, you know, I believe that we get to the point where we wonder what, what else is there. And so, like I said, in my deliberation of who I am or who I'm supposed to be, I got to where I am today. Uh, I feel confident in the person I have become. So not many people can say that. And so in that journey, 
it's beautiful to watch somebody elevate themselves to that point. But I mentioned in beginning this that I wanted to talk through how I appreciate and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost lost for words. How I'm almost lost for words. How beautiful, how transcendent, I want to say, it has been to watch something like equality, pride, um, events, uh, in Jamaica. If you have been listening to my podcast, you know, I, I grew up with, with ministers as parents and I was quite sheltered, but eventually I started learning what life was and what Jamaica represented over the years, over the years was not a safe place for, um, homosexuals. It, it was a bad thing. People have been killed. People have been murdered not not in any way that one could even say you know the, the 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 fragments of it like somebody attacked somebody and then they you know they got into an altercation no i'm talking about innocent people living their lives innocent people attempting to live their lives and either their homes were invaded or their space they're out and their space is invaded um, I know personally women who have been raped, gang raped in, in Jamaica because the idea is you haven't had the right dick. The reason you're gay, you haven't had the right dick. And I'm sure there are some people who actually still believe this. There are people who believe that the reason a woman is gay is she hasn't had, you know, the right man to love her and she didn't get the, you know, this platinum kryptonite dick that she can't do without. That's another story. But in, in Jamaica, it, my, my experience since I left, because like I said, while I was there, I wasn't exposed to uh, anything but a heterosexual um, lifestyle. And that's all I saw around me. That's all I grew up knowing. That's all I was taught. And even more significant, that's all that I understood life to be. But for the past couple of years, I want to say as far back as maybe seven, eight years, um, the stories that I've heard coming out of Jamaica about people living in sewers just to save their life, um, about people who have expressed some fragment of a look or an act that they've been determined to be gay so they were either killed, maimed, their families hurt. I heard one story and saw some outcomes where a man was chopped to death because he he was found with his boyfriend and so he was killed. There was another one where, and these are minuscule com com compared to the, the, total, the totality of what it is, the impact of what it is to be a gay person in Jamaica in that time. And, and so you fear your life. 
you know, I never visited Jamaica for a good long time. I think it took me 20 years to go back. And I, I, I remember seeing a documentary where people in Canada, there was a group in Canada taking individuals over. I saw this on um, uh, some documentary on television where they were trying to get asylum for the men who, who feared their lives in Jamaica. There were women who I have seen many, you know, cameras following them, experiencing what they're experiencing while they try to protect themselves, but they've been um, harmed. And like I said before, the women will be raped and the men will be killed. And sometimes the women get killed too. There was one incident I recall of a young man where they burnt his home and he tried to get away and they ended up going to kill his mother, saying that his mother was harboring him. There was another one where a young man got killed and while his funeral procession was happening, they, they intent, the intent was to stop the funeral. Um, the pastor had no right to, to, have, have, to, to host the burial at his church, so they killed the pastor too. So I'm talking about some intense intense situations. And so here and there over the years, I've heard, you know, um, people say certain things about pride Jamaica, but I never paid attention because I'm like, you know, you can't do that. You know, you just know you can't do that. And a couple of years ago, I want to say two years ago, three years ago, I made a decision to go back to Jamaica because I was, traveling with a group of people who were not gay and but my wife and I were going with them and the implication was we were going to go to one hotel stay inside and just not um associate with the 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 local people just to be safe because it's difficult to live a life of freedom um, hand holding, hugging, kissing. You go to Jamaica, you're like, don't talk to me. Act like you're my sister kind of thing. You know, every now and again, you slip. And one, that's one. And two, who wants to vacation in, in, um, captivity? So we, it, 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 it took me 20 years, 20 years to go back to Jamaica. And I, I went, back with the group and we were like spread all around in the hotel kind of thing and the reception was beautiful nobody cared if I had a wife um I, I I felt safe I was in a space where I was celebrated I was loved it was my wife's birthday they celebrated her too and with that we went back the year after we went back the the I think one time we went three times in one year. Yes, in 2019, we went in February for our Valentine's celebration. We went back in June for her birthday for about four days, and then we went back for Thanksgiving. So not to go any other spot, but that same hotel, it's Breathless Montego Bay, and we felt safe. Now, safe in the parameters of we could be wives, we could declare this is my wife and not feel targeted in any way. 
But what I'm excited about today, dialing it forward, is up to today, I think is the last day, but this week I've been celebrating along with the group, the J flag group equality in Jamaica, and they've been having pride week. And I know it didn't, it didn't just start this year. I know that they've been doing a whole lot of behind the scenes, background work. I know they've had, um, events in Montego Bay. I know they've had hidden events. I know of people who've traveled to Jamaica and had to do somewhat kind of uh, espionage kind of, um, visits to different places just to be safe that I wasn't going to be a part of. And I know that this isn't coming from somebody just got up Tuesday and say, yes, let's do it. So I know, I know the work that they have put into it. I know the dedication and, and the love and the literal blood, sweat and tears that went into getting to where they are now. And they're literally having a pride in the middle of this pandemic, in the middle of the uncertainty of our tomorrow in the middle of the, the, the uncertainty of their own lives in the middle of Kingston, you know, the Mecca of all things that you cannot necessarily imagine. You know, it wasn't a hidden spot. They, they weren't hiding in some dungeon, some, some sewer area trying to be free. Um, it wasn't an underground thing. It was one of those things where they were living and breathing and expressing themselves in public. And not in, only in public in Jamaica. They were alive on, on Instagram and other social media platforms. And I watched, you know, they had forums, they had dance-offs, they had competitions. Oh my goodness, they had trans um events they had uh, different uh artists performing they had a kaleidoscope of events uh they had it in one area and ironically ironically and i a lot of people won't even understand this the hotel that they had it was the hotel that i got married in jamaica when i was a child and i say a child because i was under 20 over 18 under 20 and it's the same hotel that I, I posed by the, the, the fountains and, and the halls and we had the beautiful pictures and whatnot. It was my first uh, wedding. And to see them in that same location expressing pride and knowing that I could be part of it. You know, the, the Courtly Hotel is, is not something that I would probably discuss before this because yeah I got married there but okay big deal but now it's such a big thing for me because in the heart of Kingston in New Kingston where like I said it's fair game you know and I don't I don't I don't want to say that when you're in Jamaica it's a bad thing like I said I've been there three times in one year but in certain areas, you know not to go just like anywhere else in the world. You know where to go as a tourist and you know where not to go. And I, I think on Wednesday when they were having the trans competition, 
I had mentioned it to my group. I have a group that meets every Wednesday. Um, it's called Wisdom Wednesday. It's It starts at 11 and we end around, I'm sorry, it starts at 7 p.m. and we end around 11. And it it we go through different topics. I create a topic. It's a it's a teaching moment. It's an evolving moment. People share. It's it's a real meet up group where we discuss a whole lot of what's going on with us, what's going on in the world, how it affects us, and we 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 ultimately evolve. And during that session, we were talking about this event and was even streaming it live. And I saw how free those young men were and young women. And I saw how happy and I want to say elated they were to be able to, to just be, be seen. And I am not suggesting that every gay person is my friend and every gay person is good and every gay person needs to be seen. I'm just saying. You know, when you're raised in a country where they kill you, literally, and for being who you are, and now they're at a stage where they can have pride. Now, mind you, I'm not suggesting that they, their lives might not be in danger in another area at another time, whatever the situation is. I mean, even in the most evolved area, we have little brown boys, little white boys, little Hispanic boys, doesn't matter the color. But little boys um, getting killed, little girls getting killed, older men getting killed, older women getting killed. You know, irrespective of how you identify. There are people out there that, people out there who believe that uh, the life of uh, someone in the LGBTQ community is not worth um, uh, saving or it's not, you know, you're not worthy to breathe. So I am not suggesting that all things being equal, they're going home fine and everything is beautiful and Jamaica is, you know, applauding gays. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they got a platform and they got to express themselves and they got to express themselves to the world. And I, I don't know, I am basking in it because I feel like it, we might not be where we need to be, but, but we're getting there. We might not be accepting of everything, but we're getting there. I personally, there are people in my family who won't talk to me, who are Jamaicans, and because I'm gay, they won't talk to me because there's still the stigma attached to the fact that you're not living your life the way that you're supposed to live. And I've always struggled with that. Not struggled with the humans who don't communicate with me, because it's, it's less people to worry about and less people to ask me for my money anyway. But I, I think I struggle with why people get so preoccupied with where my love is coming from or my pleasure or my happiness is coming from if, if it's not harming me. So I remember once I was told having half a man is better than having no man at all, which I do not subscribe to. Um, and one person told me when I was having issues in, in my marriage, my ex-husband had cheated on me and we had gone through a whole lot of things and they were like, you know, you can't forgive cheating because, you know, he's human and people falter. And my biggest issue with the situation was 
it's not that the person cheated is how they cheated and how their actions were and the ramifications of that and all that had gone before and here you are cheating. And so when I was expressing it, they said, well, you know, um, it's better you have a man by your side than being alone, which I think is pure garbage. So when I, when I, when I look back at these things and I think my life has evolved into this beautiful symphony of accepting all humans for who they are, where they are, the stage they are. I just don't need to participate. So if you are the type of person who struggle with the fact that I go to bed with a woman at night, then I can appreciate what you think, but you don't need to be sharing my airspace. If, if you are the type of person who happen to be preoccupied with the gays, then you're entitled to feel that way, but I don't need to be part of your, your world. So it, 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 it bothers me, you know, to the depth, to the core of me that it, it can be taken to the point where somebody feels that because there's a life choice happening or there's, there's, there's a decision to live my life the way I want to live my life someone decides that I don't need to be living. But it's okay if I were to live with a man who puts his hand on me every now and again, beat me a little bit, cheat on me a little bit. That's cool. You can be accepted in the family for that, but you can't be accepted in the family um, because you've chosen to be happy with someone who makes you happy, who treasures you, treats you right. Um, comforts you, cuddles you. I'm struggling with that because you're you're happy with the species you're not supposed to be with. That I will never understand. And I I think that one of the things I want to say it's human nature to care about somebody, but if you're not in their bedroom helping them to perform the way that they want to perform in the bedroom, why the hell do you care? Because if I'm in my bed, whatever I happen to do in that bed, in that moment, at that time, maybe it's an explosion of emotions. Why does it affect another person outside of the two individuals in the bed? I've always struggled with that. I've always struggled with the notion that people are way more preoccupied with what people do in their private lives than they are with the other things that should matter. So I'm really excited about the freedom that they're experiencing. I'm excited about the advent of expression. I'm excited about the fact that this can happen at a time when uh, it can be appreciated so much more you know i i am saddened by the loss of so many lives and the inconvenience and the pain and the hurt that so many people have experienced to get to this point but i'm elated that they're even able to express themselves in a way that i know they're excited about this is dr monique graham from neek speaks Feel free to check out my website at neekspeaks.net. Catch you next time.